Welcome to the Auto Fixation Podcast, a production of The Loud Pedal at theloudpedalblog.com. Hosted by Mark Farouk, Matt Powers and Andrew Langley. Uh, welcome everyone to a special episode of the Auto Fixation Podcast. Special for a couple reasons. First, we've got our Loud Pedal content creator, co-founder with us, Andrew Langley, finally decided to join the podcast world. Fire. Uh, and then our second excitement is we've got a special guest today that we're going to be interviewing. Uh, he's a Formula Drift pro driver, drifting coach. A comp- he was a competitor of the Netflix show Hyperdrive. He's a manager at Sonoma Drift. He was for a brief moment a human torch. Uh, but most of all, <laughs> he's a really, really nice guy. Everyone, welcome Farouk Kagai. What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for being thanks here. For having me on. This is great. Nice to have you. What got you started in this? What was the moment? I, I've seen references to you had you made a trip when you were younger to Sonoma Raceway and you were hooked. Kind of d- describe that experience and and what got you into this. Yeah, it was you know it was uh, uh, a schoolmate's father that you know we would go over to his house to play with kids' toys or whatever. We were, we were probably like seven or eight, and uh, he'd always have these motorcycles in the garage. And, uh, one weekend he was like, Hey, I'm going to take the kids out to the racetrack. And I was, I was so pumped about it. Cause it's one of those kids, like, you know, many others that had hundreds and hundreds of little toy matchboxes and things that we would destroy on, on the carpet of our parents' houses. And, uh, they brought us out there and I, I experienced to the best of my knowledge, good guys drag racing. And, um, it was 4th of July. Uh, and the, the spectacle I remember was, we were standing at the start line and they have this jet, you know, I'm about 10 years old here and they have this jet dragster lined up at the start line and they're, you know, they got it all glowing and I have no idea what's going on. I'm a kid. And I'm like, what? what's going on here? And then they have this MIG that comes around and drag races it down the drag strip. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'd like to see it even at this age. And I was hooked. I was like, this is, this is incredible. I don't know what this is going on, but this is, phenomenal and i, I got to do more of this in my life so which, which track was that for where where was that was that, at sonoma. Was that? that was in sonoma. That was sonoma yeah 19 yeah i'm gonna age myself so 1993 that was like yeah that was, was, was that still sears point or was that infineon i think it was sears point, but, point. Oh, yeah i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think but, so it was sears point back then yeah if you're gonna yeah. date yourself i'll i'll date me <laughs> 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 yeah so that got me hooked and then um I, uh, when I got older, um, I just, you know, couldn't wait to drive. And, uh, it's funny cause I actually let this cat out of the bag recently. Our first car, uh, I was born in Poland. My father's Turkish, my mother's Polish. And, uh, our first car that we bought new in the States was a 1986 Toyota uh, cargo van. And there was one of the conversion ones where it had seats in the back and not many people know this, uh, because there's no reason to, but they're rear wheel drive. And they do phenomenal <laughs> one leg burnouts. Uh, so, and you know, it's you know, finding finding the wonders of rear wheel drive in high school, and uh, it was you know, it, it just spawned this passion of uh, hooning and doing fun and dumb things in cars together with uh, with good friends, and it uh, progressed from there into drifting. So that's awesome. So Powers yeah. told me a few weeks ago about using lunch trays. 
Was that what it was? Yeah, powers? on front-wheel you know, drive cars. You could like yep. back them up. But yeah, you're nodding your head. You've done this. <laughs> so you back them <laughs> up on a lunch trace. I wanted to for ages, but I, I've never done that. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> but it sounds like it, it sounds like a horribly good time. We want our, we want some we want some listeners out there to to send us videos of them doing it. That's what we're trying. We're trying to inspire this. You know, get people <laughs> back up on the yeah. trace and start <laughs> yeah. know, start yeah. whipping them. Uh, yeah. So, so it connected to that. You saw this drag event, and I and I agree with you. If I saw that today, I'd, that would be. Incredible. I want to see it again. Yeah, I've I've seen. Who it won? Who won? Was it? It was the Mig, I, right? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. That's, that's, and that's you know when you when you go to drift events, it really doesn't matter who wins. It's just the spectacle of it, and that's I think what more than just you know what you know you would watch Formula One uh, in the nineties on on TV, and you'd see things sparking. You try to follow as well as you can when you're a kid and all that's kind of, it, it gets convoluted. The entertainment of it and the, the passion of motorsports is what really translated. And I think what also spawned my passion for drifting where it doesn't really matter who wins. It's not a race. It's more of in like how, like if you think about the best way to enjoy a car, drifting's way up there. You know I mean? There's, there's few cooler, more fun things that you can do in a car than drifting. So yeah, Mark was telling me recently that he he went out there and it was just it was a blast. You're just getting thrown side to side. Yeah. It's just it's so much smoke and noise and it's just like a pure visceral yep. experience. Yeah. No, it's so true. Yep. You don't have to know who wins or or how things are scored. It's just it just it it is a spectacle and every moment is just like I you you connected me the first time we're there to do do a ride along. Um, and that was, uh, it was only a couple of laps uh, around, but man, I, I, before you slapped it. Yeah. Before we almost hit the, which wall. was hot. I'm like, I'm <laughs> somebody else. <did> it. <laughs> this is just, it was supposed to be fun. But no, that was, that was amazing. I still think about that. I, I, yeah. I, I, no, that, that night was messed up because Farouk, he took us around. Oh, it was mild mannered, nice guy. We met him up in the shop. He's talking about it. he's really just calm, down to earth guy. And then we get in a Prius of all the vehicles. <laughs> and he's like, you know, hey, Joan, hey, Jane, making sure every, and, and the, to your credit, man, I've never seen, I, I know what you, you were, you had your thumb on every single thing that was going on that night. Like uh, the <laughs> amount of control you had over like that whole thing. I was like, this guy doesn't make enough money to do this. <laughs> you were just this is this is obviously something you do because it's 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 in, it's in your dna so i was terribly impressed by it but you, you really kind of screwed us because you started us off at this this led this low heartbeat kind of <laughs> thing and oh and then we're gonna go on the other track and we're just doing but you're doing it in a prius i think we got off road a couple times but then after that yeah that was that was uh it was hard for me because I wasn't used to the sound of screeching tires is something that happens before an accident. And I, yeah. and every time I hear that and I, so I've been to a couple of the events down there and it's really hard to turn that off. Right. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's, um, but yeah, you really screwed us up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 But it was, yeah. it was, it was definitely worth it. I, I, and I think it, it, even if you don't plan on following drift for the rest of your life, you, you absolutely owe it to yourself to go check out an event. So wait, hold on. The drifting was in the Prius. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I was gonna say that's <laughs> no. He was that he was, was incredible. He was mild mannered uh, organizer, showing you know, making sure everything was in its place, making sure all the marshals were in place, making sure everybody knew what the the event, uh, what the staging and everything was going to be, and where people should line up, tech inspection, all that stuff. He was 
Yeah, but but this, I was like, are you going to have fun too at some point? But you know, he, he but this it just out. does bring up something that that your uh, work car is it a daily driver or is it just for yep. the work? Daily driver is is a Prius, and you it love is. it. It fits yep. all the needs. Uh, any any comments about that? Because I think most people think, ah, oh, Formula Drift driver doing this drifting thing. Oh man, he's he's just tearing up the streets in, in whatever creation he's made. Most people wouldn't think, oh, Prius. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I have criteria for a daily driver that are it must get 40 miles to the gallon and be able <laughs> oh, to fit yeah. a motor in it. And uh, and the cars that meet those two criteria, being able to fit a motor in it and then also get 40 miles to the gallon are far and few between. So I recently uh, put an S54 in the back of it and I posted like, hey, you guys have any other, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm bored of it right I'm a little bit uh you know this is my sixth Prius so wow. I well when I, the catalytic I, converter gets cut out of it it's it's purchased again right that's yeah exactly or yeah uh You're yeah done. one actually got totaled because when they cut the cat off they actually saw it into the floor which is fun oh, uh, don't let that stop you know. that's just more fun yeah right <laughs> so it's um I don't know we'll see if it uh the next daily is like a Volkswagen TDI or I don't know, like a diesel BMW, but they're honestly with the reliability and how many miles I do, it's uh, it's a pretty good car for what it is. Yeah, not excited in any way. <laughs> my neighbor, my neighbor had her cat cut out probably a few weeks ago and didn't realize, and she just starts. She's like, the car's making a lot of noise, and just like took <laughs> off down the road. <laughs> People are like flagging her down. Like, yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy. <laughs> Got to park it in the garage. Um, what's that? What's that behind you, Farouk? I see in your Prius garage. Yeah, it's not a Prius. Not a Prius. That's just a Prius with a bunch of stickers on it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that's one of uh, one of the drift cars. Two J S fourteen. So that ones are what I consider my pro car. I'm not doing FD. Uh, I didn't do it last year. I'm not doing it this year. We'll see if I end up going back. Um, but I uh, had a little mini human. The last year, so we saw year that. Off. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, yeah congratulations. congratulations. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a, a series out in Florida this year called Clutch Kickers. So that's um, more of a fun event. A uh, lot of drivers uh, on. Uh, we're going to be competing at the Freedom Factory, which is uh, Cletus McFarland's track that he bought in Florida. And uh, so I'm going to fly out there for that. Still doing good life and a bunch of other cool, fun activations, and you know, just really having fun with it. Um, the the demands of FD are a little bit wild where mm-hmm. eight rounds is essentially two months that you take off of work and uh, family. And it's, it's a bit intense to say the least. Yeah. Does that, how does the, how did you get sponsors for that? And is that, is that how you're able to do it or you self fund it? Like what's the, how, did, how does, how does, how does that work? How does somebody, yeah. Um, it's anything and everything, right? Uh, you sell used parts, you deliver pizzas at night, you work as many jobs as your partner will let you. And, um, <laughs> you just do it. You know, I, I've done it. I uh, went pro in 2016 and I've done it the years that I could afford it. Right. So some years that, uh, my car just wasn't up to snuff. I had to get the car back up to shape and do demos and that kind of fun stuff. And, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't come from a racing background, you know, um, I don't come from wealth in any mate and any by any means and so i just did it you know whatever i needed to do to do it i did 
Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people think motorsports, it's, you know, you have to be, you know, have to come from money and, you know, be well healed and stuff like that. But I mean, I think if there's, if you're really into it, it's really your passion, you can probably make it work. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to go, you know, <laughs> from nothing to be, uh, to fund a Formula One team. But like, yeah, you, you, there are levels where you can compete regardless of what your, what your uh, financial means are, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, this might be a, uh a division point, but I'm definitely a Lewis Hamilton for that uh, fan for that reason. And, uh, you know, it's, oh, okay. Oh, right, sorry guys. Not, sorry. Right? Right? I mean, it was a good podcast, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, it's, uh, you know, I think that if you try hard enough and you, and you really have, uh, some conviction, you can do, you can do kind of anything in motorsports you want to do. Totally. Well, I, I can't speak for professionally cause I'm not a race car driver, but, you know, what struck me about your event or their, whatever the, I can't remember what night it was. We were there. It's a weeknight and they had the drag strip going and you guys have yep. your thing going. I have 90 plus percent of these people drove the car in that they were going to race and they were going to drive it home. So maybe, maybe we segue into uh, asking you about um, if, if drifting is something you want to try or do uh, what's the best way to do it. What's the best car. Uh, what is, what are the smart things to do to yeah, not make an ass of yourself to do it safely uh, uh, and to do it affordably so that you can do it again? So if you, if you have a bone stock car, let's say you go out there and get a, um, a rear wheel drive car. What, what's your favorite modern rear wheel drive car? They have those now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So let's uh, say you, you go get yourself a 350Z. Perfect. It could be automatic or manual, preferably manual, right? But if you're a beginner just trying to learn how to do donuts, uh, bring it out, right? And we have a we have a donut pad that's uh, rather large. It's safe. There's fire and safety on site, and you can go out there and just try it, right? You just need uh, you, if the car is stock, it'll actually pass tech. Funny enough, completely with stock seats, stock seatbelt, and everything. When people start to modify things. And they do it incorrectly. That's when cars actually right. fail tech. So, you know, having a battery tied down in the OEM location, that's totally fine. When you start putting ratchet straps on it, that's when it fails. Um, but when you, uh, we just require that people have a neck brace and a helmet. Um, that is for motorsports, not for motorcycles. And you can go out there and start learning how to do donuts. What and kind, of, what kind there, of tires? You just hit, you can come out with your stock tires. Now power is going to burn through powers. I hear you like to do these things without a helmet. Is that true? What's that? I, say it again? I, I said, pa I was talking to Matt powers that he likes to do his motorsports without a helmet. Is that, is that yeah. correct? <laughs> you put a lot of gel in your hair and then that's, that's good enough. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's the trick, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that's not enough. Um, that's yeah, the I safety mean, third theory. No, we don't right? do that. That's a bad idea. Um, and it's a good mix. You know, you have guys that are, you know, track enthusiasts, car enthusiasts like yourselves that want to try getting sideways because it also gives you a lot of knowledge in car control. You know, that the first time a car gets sideways, um, unintentionally, it's usually a freak out mo moment for people. And if you've done it intentionally or maybe half intentionally <laughs> at a, on a skid pad, at least you're prepared for what to come in the future. And that's, I 100% agree with that. Sorry, sorry for, I don't want to cut you off, but like in, in, in high school driving like an idiot, 
you know, and doing donuts <laughs> with my friends and stuff like that. When I would actually get in situations driving out on the road, you you really do know how to control a car. Like you're a hundred percent right on that. I think it's it's a valuable lesson for somebody to learn. Like what does the car feel like when it's going sideways? You know, in different yep. positions you're not used to. Because you're right. Otherwise, you're going to freak out and you're going to do the wrong thing. You're not going to turn into it or whatever it is you need to do. So uh, I've run a lot of uh, drift schools in the past 15, 20 years around the United States and the world. And one of <laughs> one of the most prevalent things has been when we do our introduction to drifting course, uh, the, the women are usually the best learners because they actually listen and don't feel like they already know everything. <laughs> and so they just listen to the instruction and they execute amazingly. And it, it really... We, we've gotten like feedback in the past, like, hey, when we're in the snow and out with now we know what to do. You know what I mean? When there's a, when the car's a little bit uneasy and it's, uh, these are, it's car control. You know, there, there are countries around the world that actually teach this kind of stuff. Uh, unfortunately, ours is not one of them, but, uh, you know, it's, it's it, definitely good to know the, the skill set. And on the, on the flip side, you also have the guys that go out to sideshows and do things illegally and it gives them a place that they can slowly, stop doing that right and gives them a home where they also can progress their driving because you know everyone everyone's done something dumb in a car but everyone that's a car car enthusiast has done something dumb in a car at some point and hopefully our program um makes them feel like they have a, a safe place where they can not do that uh where they're jeopardizing other people's health and you know their own license to, to be clear, mine was always in warehouses at the back of warehouses. Yeah. So I, it's yeah, still right, not a right. great location. Still right. not a great location. I, it would have been much better to have gone to Sonoma, but just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you brought up, uh, like you said, folks that may be in doing sideshows or racing on the street and having a forum to do this in a safe way. I was going to add, I think, and, and correct me, that if you want to come out to Sonoma Drift and 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 be a competitor, it's is it thirty dollars, fifty bucks, fifty, fifty, yeah, it's fifty so bucks, yeah. fifty bucks. You can, and depending on skill level, right, and be in the donut box, which is one of my favorite terms ever, yeah, um, <laughs> or on one of the multiple drift tracks. It just seems like it's it's there are a lot worse things you could do for a lot more money. Uh, yep. Than fifty bucks on a Wednesday and shred some tires. That this was something we were talking about the other night, though, related to the consumable side of drifting. Having been to Winter Jam, where you have this broad spectrum of the low end, where you can tell some guy is just doing it in his garage, scraping together change, yep. and then like the top level teams. If you're on the low end of this, where, how do you come up with money for tires? Where do you get tires from? Is Costco, Costco, or so, Costco. the, the, the it's dumpster some used tires? I'm sure people come out with yeah. used tires. Yeah, used tires. People, yep, people do buy used tires. Um, there's also, I mean, it's it's uh, without uh, giving you giving giving anyone false hope. But you can get through a, a night of tire. A night I've been of going drifting. on false hope for years. Right? <laughs> Keep it going. This is motorsports. This is, yeah, yes. Everything's on false hope. Yes. Um, but you can get through a, set, a, a whole night of drifting on one set of tires if you plan. So I have I have a few cars, and I'll, I'll describe three of them to you. Right, the one behind me uh, makes nine thirty five nine hundred thirty five horsepower at mid boost. <laughs> that goes okay. through a set of tires in two laps. 
And then <laughs> I have what's what we call a, my streetcar, which we're working on making street legal. Um, it's a 2J-powered S13. makes 400 horsepower to the wheels. And that goes about 15 laps on a set of tires. And then I have a 330 that is bone stock mechanically, completely bone stock. But it has a cage, and it has all the safety requirements that's needed to tandem. And it makes, I don't know, we've never dynoed it, 160, maybe 190 horsepower. And it will go two weeks on a set of tires. And so you just lap after lap after lap after lap. And, you know, the tires cost you, I think we get them on Walmart for like 80 bucks a piece. You know what I mean? And so for 160 bucks, you're having two weeks of fun on tires. I mean, the fuel, you know, you add that in. But it, it then becomes affordable depending on how you plan it. And honestly, the the most entertainment out of all three cars on a Wednesday night is actually the middle one, the 400 horsepower car. Because with the pro car, it's this has an interesting motor. It's got a lot of ring gap in it for the direct port nitrous. And so it, it fills catch cans when it's not hot enough. Um, and uh, it's not fun to drive on a Wednesday night because I'm waiting in line. Then you hit it and the tires get cold again. And it's just it's a it takes a little circus to make this thing run. But it's, it's a lot of fun when it does. I compare it to. The green car that I run, the, the street car, uh, I compare that to going to the local bar with your buddies and having a beer, and then this thing's going to Vegas. So th those are two <laughs> trips that everybody loves doing, but there's a time and a place for both. So why do you get a different tire life? It's just the physics? It's just the how fast the tire is spinning? Is that, yeah. is that, is that exactly. what makes it? So yeah. in the higher so that, horsepower. That's part of it. Yep. And the horsepower is able to spin that. So I, I can do, like, I, let's do, do a paddock course where... If I am in third gear, uh, or let, let's say in the in the 330 or the S13, uh, I'm in second gear or possibly low end of third gear in the S13. In this car, if I do second gear, I'm just hitting the limiter nonstop because it has so much power that with that gear ratio, it's it's I don't know, not not controllable, but even less fun for for lack of a better description, you know. Uh, so you kind of have to be in third gear, um, and your wheel speed's crazy and just blows the tires off the car. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me that the first night that we went every, you know, we saw a lot of, a lot of people's people at a lot of different skill levels, take a lot of different cars in the donut box, but the guy, there was a middle-aged guy in a first generation RX seven. <laughs> yeah. Red one. He, yeah, yeah. Red one. Yeah. That yeah. was yeah, absolutely good. Yeah. That was absolute yeah. poetry. Like it was so yeah. quiet and controlled and he was just kind yeah. of doing his thing i don't even think people noticed it i don't even think the people who were there to like watch drifting really saw like this guy was just killing it yeah but it he's was incredible yeah man that that's that's not 150 horsepower yeah maybe right on a good day right and uh yeah. he he and just he, had, it was a lot stock yeah and i mean probably 14s or 15s on it yeah. right yeah and uh not a lot of wheel speed but he's having a blast right he, and, he understood physics. He understood weight yep. transfer. He he just got it. And going back to like what you learn when we drive the 330, the 330 doesn't have an aftermarket e-brake. So it's just really just balancing the car and balancing the throttle. And uh, it's tons of fun. You got to work on the line. You got to work on steering input. You make one mistake, the car falls out of drift, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's and a you, lot of fun. And you just turn the traction control off that, yep. that disables it. And that's all you need, huh? Yep. Yep. So, um, I mean, a, a popular first car for people is that the car I mentioned earlier, the 350Z. Um, and uh, it's there's a lot of cars in the industry which are in you know, between two and three hundred horsepower that they're awesome. 
it's, old it's beamers, all you really need to old have. three series beamers. Yeah, yeah. you see a lot of those. Yep. 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 So what are you going to so, buy for your first drift car? Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. I'm going to live through. I'm yeah. going to live through you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. Okay. I think he's got some we hot wheels. One of them. We, we got. We got to actually have you try. Don't, have you? Have you done donuts yet? No. Nope. All right. Not, not intentionally. I mean, Wait. once or twice in high school. <laughs> that, no, no, there was that three thirty is waiting for you. I don't know. I don't know. I. I you know, I'm a, I'm a voyeur, really. I, Mark and I have been going to race. No, Mark and I have, been, have gone to races and stuff for 20 years. I can count on less than one hand how many times I go on the test drives with him. I just don't do it. I just like to be around cars. I like mechanical things. I like the people. I like all this. I like the experience of it, but I don't. I don't. Ha- I never had the dream to fly. I ne- you know, I, I'm just not that guy. Yeah, yeah. I like to watch. He like, he <laughs> okay. likes to watch. I like it's fine. I, I like and you know what I really I like to watch I like to experience and, and I was gonna say watching first timers or people who don't who haven't done a lot of drifting, it's you can see it when they get in there, you know, they get in the seat, they get you know you're kind of tensed up and everything. Yeah. And they and they do that first few seconds of breaking traction. It must be like crack. Because they will just sit there and do it and do it. And that's their, you know, they're paying for clutch and they're paying for tires and all this stuff. But like they will do it and do it and do it. It just, it just must grab, you know, grab you in the right place and shake you. Cause it's, I just seen people make so many bad decisions, but they can't be having more fun. Yeah. On Wednesday nights, we run three tracks, right? We run the donut pad. Then we run on the road course between turn two and four on at Sonoma Raceway. And then we also run in the paddock. Um, so before six, we run on the road course, four to six, we run on the road course, seven to 10, we run on the paddock. And those guys, those first timer guys that like come week after week after week, and usually have, you know, the lower horsepower cars, the first time they link what we call summer jam. It's the name of the course that we we've named the course summer jam between two two and four. Mm -hmm. It's tricky, right? It's, it's, it's fast. You're on a road course. There's, (laughs) it's not the the donut box. It's It's not the donut box. It's completely different. And the first time a guy links that to see the euphoria and sense of accomplishment is is the best thing ever. It makes any kind of perils that I have in event organizing worth it. And you do it in both directions, right? No, we do that one singular. We you do, do that, that because, yeah. in the regular they, race direction of the track? Regular race direction. They actually paved the return road. Um, I'd like to say for us, it was probably more for NASCAR. But they, uh, be, there's yeah. an escape, right? Yeah. Uh, there's an escape road between five and two that they paved and right. that we just, we do, we hot lap it. So we drift two to four and then they, people shut down they get back in line and it's, it's a blast. You know, people in NASCAR can't do that turn or can't do that, that complex. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's, that's where all the fun is. Yeah. So, so yeah, when I was there, uh, I, I, have you watched NASCAR at Sonoma? It's, uh, it's funny because I, I, you know, I definitely make fun of uh stock car racers a bit until I really watched them run at Sonoma. And it's, uh, they get wild. They get yes. wild through like the S's. There's a uh, chrome you know, having a couple of good old boys, yeah. you know, bump <laughs> doors uh, around the S's are, uh, is a lot of entertainment. Yeah. I, I, I was out for um winter jam back in December. And so I, I was there at that course watching. And the funny thing I find about drifting overall is not only what you said, when the person doing it gets it right, how satisfied they are, but as a viewer, 
you almost share the same satisfaction because you <laughs> witnessed the person hooking it together as well. And you're like, man, like you feel, I felt like happy for people, like genuinely like, man, that is awesome. Like great. I wanted to like congratulate him because you watch him practice and like try to get it right. And you, you see where, okay, that you can tell they're not quite happy. And then the time they nail it, you feel like you're part of this whole experience, even as an observer, that you were part of their success. So what is what does nailing it look like as somebody who's not real knowledgeable about the sport? I mean, I've seen videos of it, obviously. So, stuff, but is it, it's well, how, how do you describe it? Like what? It, what, it, what so is let's it? say you at your warehouse, right? Uh, let's say five years ago, right? <laughs> last, last month, last month, <laughs> when he was a kid, when young man, as, as a young man, as a wee lad, young man. Uh, back back in the warehouse days, you would set up three garbage cans, and you went right, and you slid right around one, slid left around the other, and then slid right around the other one. That would be linking three corners, right? Uh, you would okay. probably think you're the the bee's knees if you had uh, done that, right? That's and not that, what Matt Powers was doing. <laughs> that's not what my powers were doing at all. Right? But the, the level of, I guess, car control that's necessary for even that basic maneuver is is amazing, right? I mean, you really are understanding the yaw rotation of the car. You understand the weight balance, and you're able to truly control a car. A lot of us just drive these cars around and barely feel what's going on, and there's a there's a sensory disconnect, right? And when you when you link this large, massive piece of machinery. Uh, to, to your consciousness, uh, there's there's definitely a lot of uh, good times had. And then, does it put stress on the car? I mean, uh, is it is Great it kind of with is it within the tolerance of the car coming from the factory? Or I mean, am yeah. I? I don't know. So, no, the that, great question. So uh, I dealt with this a lot. We we ran a, a school in Turkey. Um, I ran uh, the school there between 2007 around 2011 is when I started leaving more often, um, and. In Turkey, it's an interesting place to do this because uh, cars carry a essentially 100% tax. So if you import a car, right, you are taxed 100% on the price of that car. So if you buy a $5,000 car, it's now $10,000. Don't give California so, any ideas. <laughs> it's got <laughs> Especially Matt Powers, he'll import it. He'll do it. <laughs> I've been known to yeah, import some cars. <laughs> so imagine in that world... Uh, getting guys to modify their cars for drifting, right? And what's what's to be done first? The, the the mantra I can tell you from learning from that industry is if your car is in good working order and it doesn't have a ton of power, most likely it will be fine, right? If it's if it's not in good working order, it's going to express those issues, right? So, three thirty BMW. <laughs> Rear trailer arm bushings that are 20 years old and have 190,000 miles on them, you're going to feel them drifting more than you even do on the freeway. Yeah. If your diff is has 120,000 miles on it, it's not going to lock up in drifting either. Um, so it, having a perfectly running car, most of the time, it's a decent pl- starting platform for drifting. Um, but if you have, if it has some wear items, those are going to be very quickly brought to light in drifting. So what, so what you're saying is that drifting should be part of the routine diagnostics of every person's car. Right? <laughs> every time drive. Every, <laughs> every <laughs> drive should have drifting. Yeah, I don't exactly. know why dealerships keep fighting me on this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in Turkey, not, not to get into the drifting weeds, but in Turkey, is it has to be a sport of elites, right? Because I would assume not everybody can afford to, uh, neighborhood kids probably can't double up on yeah. a car. and or. Or technicians, right? So this is it's it's when you look at where drag racing was founded, um, you know, th- 
not founded, but let's say we're drag racing was popularized 40 years ago, right? In the United States. That's a great example for where drifting essentially has uh, started 20 years ago at this point, right? It's um, you, you have guys that can afford the nice cars, you know, that guy that could afford that 69 Camaro in high school, right? And then right. you have the guy that worked at the shop that built the 40 Ford, right? Right. And that's it, a perfect example, right? In Turkey, you have guys that run Sierras, right? And then they go out also guys that buy pre-prepared cars and then buy those. And it's that's one nice thing about drifting is that since it's not really a speed sport, right. when you're not at the top level, the, the power difference doesn't make that much of a difference, right? If you're trying to have fun and go out and just enjoy yourself. Once you start competing, especially at a really high competitive level, power then and I guess car preparation really makes a difference. But um, to just have fun with it, really, it's a, it's kind of a, a meeting ground for just car lovers. I I felt that I felt that it I've, I felt that every time I've been around a drift car, I I, I uh, Mark and I in our travels have <laughs> been to any number of high end race like whatever. Um, but you can only buy in so far. I mean, you're more kind of in awe of everything, uh, but you also come to realize that the price of entry into that sport at large is, is hard. It's steep and not, not everyone can do it. Uh, you know, even if you just autocross, you know, autocross trailer, are you going to, are you going to trailer it? You're going to drive, you could have a full yep. set of tires and wheels, all that stuff. Uh, there, there aren't a lot of accessible, like even go-karting that's tens of thousands of dollars of layout, even, even for used equipment. Yep. Uh, there just aren't a lot of super accessible entries into any kind of motorsport. And honestly, it's funny. People make fun of me for this sometimes, but like as long as a person's a car lover, they're a kindred spirits, right? Because you look, we go to cars and coffee sometimes just to hang out and see what sure. you know, different people are doing in the industry. And it, it's a great example. Um, Wednesday nights is a great example where, you have guys, like you said, that drive to the track, something that's maybe has a couple parts falling off. And oh. then you have full-blown trailered, you know, yeah, uh, essentially pro cars that run on Wednesday nights as well. And uh, it's, a, it's a good community. You right? need as all long, of that. You need yeah. all of that. You need the excitement of the all bells yep. and whistles, matching suits, all that crap. You need that. I, I, <laughs> that, I firmly believe, I, like I said, I'm the boyer. I want to see all that stuff. But th there's also the other end of it where I just want to see, I want to know that they're, this is going to be around tomorrow this is going to be around in 10 years because it's something that people can actually do i think that's yeah. i think that's important and, and then when we lose that which as technology evolves and more plastic is used we're going to face in all sorts of auto sport we're going to face this weird uh this place where the rubber doesn't meet the road anymore where we where the cars are too complex and now they're old and they're crap and the quality of the materials just hasn't stood up to the test of time we're going to have to deal with all that. So I don't know what's the next 350Z. What's, what's that going to be when, when you need a computer science degree to, you know, attack the computer to disengage, you know, the, the logic control and traction control and all that crap. We have to, well, there, there will come a time. Well, that, that raises an interesting issue. I was just thinking about, are, Farouk, are you seeing at all in, in the world, the entrance of, EV powered drift cars or hybrid powered drift cars is is this kind of technological revolution coming to drifting as it's trying to come to other forms of motorsport? Lots of torque out there. There is. Um, so there's a, there's a few. It's definitely not popular, uh, but there are examples out there, right? So there's a electric Camaro 
um, that a gentleman in FD was uh, piloting for a season. Um, there's some guys in the on the amateur level drifting like Model Threes. Um, it's it's by no means popular, but there are right. examples out there. You know, can it be done? Sure, why not? Um, I think one of the things that makes the sport um, so addictive is because it's so visceral, and it's also you do have to have a certain amount of uh, mechanical knowledge to be able to maintain these things. Right. And mm -hmm. because as, as I mentioned earlier, um, if there isn't, if there is any kind of shortcomings mechanically drifting will highlight it and more than, more than not, there are usually shortcomings. So it's, um, uh, you, you need to, there's a lot of small maintenance that needs to happen and ingenuity that goes along with maintaining a drift car. So at, with the electric mm -hmm. cars, you know, um, at, that's that's really not an option and the car has to be quite high level usually in order to be able to uh uh to be engaging yeah hey so before we've taken a lot of your time and really appreciate you uh being with us this has been <laughs> great uh, i wanted to to end it with you know tell us about sonoma drift this year when is it where is it tell us why you know, a lot of folks that come to the drifting events are the younger crowd. Tell us why the middle-aged folks should get in their car and, and drive an hour from Sacramento. We did, and it was one of the best things. Yeah, we think it's awesome. We've but, ever done. Like but, I, you, but you, sell it to you, the people. Got sell it to our For listeners. Sure. So I'll, let me. I think I've. I've uh, get on my lawn. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think I've negated uh, kind of describing what the Wednesday night program is. Right. So. Um, we run this year. It's twenty-two Wednesdays. Um, we also wow. have weekend events, Excellent. but twenty-two Wednesdays. Uh, we start at the track goes hot at four and goes cold at ten. Uh, it's a unique event where it has a hundred fourteen decibel limit. Uh, it's one of the few days at Sonoma that has that high of a decibel limit when it's not unlimited. And um, we have drag racing on the drag strip and then drifting in the paddock, the donut box, and on the track. And what else are you going to do on a Wednesday that's better than that? No, thanks. Not much, right? <laughs> so uh, it's a great way to get out of the house on a Wednesday. It's a great way to just kind of see car culture midweek when you just need a break from everything else going on. Um, there's track food, which is, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the uh, chicken tenders personally. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, you know, I can't speak for the other uh, other meals there, but there's... there's I'm, I'm sensing we're missing something we should know right? about. Right. Your sketchy food no yeah no, no <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of fun there's okay. what i'm telling you is like there's a good place to get dinner and uh just have fun with it you know it's being able to be around like-minded people and just really enjoy a lot of unique builds the drag racing scene is incredible because you have you know fast cars that come out on wednesdays i mean they have eight second nine second cars that come out on wednesdays do willies down the drag strip and then you have guys that bring uh we haven't really touched on the drag racing program but if you wanted to uh, bring your daily, you can still drag race it. And the crazy thing is that you could potentially win because they run bracket drives. So what that means is that let's say I, I think my Prius is going to run a 19 second quarter mile and I run 19, right. like eight, nine. Well, uh, the rules are, okay. Let's say I, I dial in 1901 and I run 19 flat all night long. I'll probably win the bracket drives because <laughs> you know, it's about consistency, not about speed. And it's a great community where people really can enjoy um, automotive culture. And this year we're trying to bring in more car meets too. So 
We saw lumber. Ra- we saw trucks with lumber racks. I'm not yep. lying. We saw. I think there was a canoe. <laughs> there might have been a canoe. There <laughs> right. was a, like we. Th- yeah. There was some, and there was some strict track stuff, trailer yep. and daily driver stuff. Like it was. It was. It. We learned a lot that night. Let's let's just say it like yeah. that. Yeah, I think there was like a yeah. stock F-150 that was on the drag strip. Yep. I mean, it yep. was, and it, then like a few rows behind it was a McLaren 650. Yeah, I think there was some Coors too. Maybe <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I didn't say that. <laughs> no it's it's a it's a great way to spend a Wednesday night. Sure. When know, does it? When um, does it? When does this season now, start? Uh, so how much? So it's it's fifty for for your event to yeah, to I participate. How much for the rubberneckers who just want to come? Oh, it's fifteen through the door. So it's not, you, the door. You know, less less than a, I think movies are even more than that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to actually drive your car down the drag strip, I think it's either thirty five or twenty five. Let's say thirty five, just so people don't underestimate it. And it's uh, I mean. That's, in, I mean, how else can you get yeah. on track with 35 bucks, right? You could have a lot and, less fun for a lot more money. Right, exactly. And it's, if you have kids that are also, this is, this is another fun thing that um, I've, I've dealt with um, parents that maybe have kids that really are lacking direction. It's a great way to get them out of the house or away from a screen and just, you know, un, under 12 kids for free through the gate. And if your kid's addic- addicted to the iPad, let them, let them watch it on the, on the drive over and then you know, they'll, they'll the put thing? that iPad down when they get there. Can my 12 year old drive in the donut pad? Is that <laughs> no? <laughs> they really frown on that. <laughs> really frown on uh, that. Uh, you have to have a license to drive on track, uh, either 16 with a, a parent or 18 oh. if you don't, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, when does this season start? Two weeks. All right. Holy Perfect. Moly. March 2nd is the first Wednesday. If you guys want to see the schedule, it's on. Snow Raceway's website, or you can go to snowraceway.com backslash snowmadrift and um, come on out. We're we're all uh, we try to be as friendly as possible in the midst of fixing our 100%. cars. With you know, when people are firing questions at us when we're underneath the car fixing a tie rod, sometimes <laughs> answers get short. <laughs> but in general, people are pretty rad to be around. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, totally no concur. doubt from our experience. Uh, any, any is there any other like shameless promo- self promotion that you would like to do? Uh, so next week I'm going, uh, in, in conjunction with EK, uh, so EK fluid gaming and AMD are taking me out to Vegas to do level up. And I've started to move into the sim racing side of things where we're, we're bringing that, that street car that I have, and then mm-hmm. also a rig that has my car modeled into it in the sim. And we're bringing it out to a gaming conference in Vegas. Oh, cool. So oh, that's, really yeah, cool. that's a great uh, way to avoid catching on fire. Sim racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one that, in Vegas. So you're referring yeah. to 2019. Yeah, year, yeah. I call that Don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. I, I thought that's I how everybody I on, did it. Hold on. It was four times. I got on fire four times that year. Oh, it was four times. Eat your heart out. Oh, it was definitely the most. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Yeah, people people wonder why my cars have two fire extinguishers now. I'm just so I'm, I'm over any chances of it. You know, were so. you were you able to but, salvage yeah. them? I saw the video from 19. Were you able to salvage that that BMW? Was that 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 was that finished? So I'll tell you, I'll, I'll walk through all the fires. My F one F two fifty six O caught on fire with me driving it. Oil line came off the turbo. It, yeah, was That's was quite mess. intense. Uh, yeah, uh, and then the first time, uh, yep, caught on fire at. The Hoonigan, uh, at on at Hoonigan, the had a fuel line come loose in the engine bay. They paid uh, you to do that, that, though, right? Huh? Yeah, they right. paid yeah, you. That was all staged. That yeah, was all part of, part of part of the story. <laughs> then, uh, 
then I caught on fire again in at Hoonigan. <laughs> and um, the third time was at SEMA and the car now is being built by my buddy RJ that runs Big Duck Club. So I sold him the chassis uh, and it was an engine fire that it was an oil fire. Lightly so. used <laughs> <laughs> Cosmetic damage. Yeah. Right. It overheated <laughs> once. Uh, Cl- clean right. car overheated. <laughs> overheated. <laughs> yeah. O- the oil fire was, uh, it was a little scary to say the least. Um, yeah. When you're, when you have oil, oil fires are, yeah, they're not hot, but they are very, very smoky scary. and flaming. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I was okay. And, um, I mean, you know, the car is now living a new life and, uh, yeah. So, yep. Great. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> cool that's awesome. Well, Hey, we'll, we'll let you go, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been great. It's been great talking to you and, uh, we hope to Matt powers hasn't been out there yet. So I think now we got to drag him out to see the show yep. Yep. Uh, and, and to see what, this you know what, about. this, this conversation reminds me of, just that that night we all spent together you're just the easiest person to talk to you're the greatest broker for the game like you, you, like we could all just be best buddies like you just you're just you're that guy and I'm, i don't appreciate it man people. thank you very much and thank you for the yeah opportunity to talk to me it's, absolutely um, yeah yeah absolutely and cool. uh congratulations again on the uh little one and best to you and your family and uh, <laughs> we hope to see you out at uh, sonoma raceway real soon thanks guys have a great night. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.